Hey Guru Nation, welcome to episode 421 of Random Musings from the Clinical Trails Guru. In this episode, I interview one of our very own Patreon members. That's patreon.com slash dancefera, only five bucks a month. His name is Russ Jackson, and he wrote a book. He literally wrote the book uh, during his uh, Patreon uh, stint, uh, which he's still a member of actually. Patient recruitment for clinical trials using Facebook ads. Yeah, the link to his book will be in the show notes. The link to his LinkedIn profile will also be in the show notes. Basically, he started out as a marketing person outside of clinical research, was approached by a sponsor to start recruiting campaigns for their studies, did well, and now he wants to build his brand around patient recruitment, and specifically around Facebook ads, and he wrote the book on it. So we're going to talk to him about Facebook ads for clinical research studies. This is going to be important if you're a site sponsor, CRO, uh, and also it's important for anyone who wants to work on building their own personal brand and sort of becoming a key opinion leader in their little micro niche within life sciences. So if you're interested in learning more about how to do what Ross did, uh, look at my Patreon channel, patreon.com slash dancefera, five bucks a month. Also text me if you're interested in getting more studies for your sites, 949-415-6256. And as always, links to the show notes uh, to the both of our CRA and CRC academies are in the show notes. Links to those classes are there. So hopefully you enjoy this episode 421 with Ross Jackson. Again, he's the author of Patient Recruitment for Clinical Trials Using Facebook Ads book. I have the Kindle version. He also has a paperback version. Thanks. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. Hello to everybody out there in YouTube world and podcast world on Instagram Live. Put the questions in. I got a very special guest today, all the way from the United Kingdom, Ross Jackson. Ross, uh, he's one of my Patreon uh, members. We have this monthly mastermind as well as weekly I guess mini videos, sometimes not so many, but I try to keep them mini videos on how to use social media to promote yourself, especially if you're in life sciences. So Ross, you know, Ross actually wrote a book recently, uh, Patient Recruitment for Clinical Trials Using Facebook Ads by Ross Jackson. It's on Kindle. It's on paperback. I bought it. I'm in the process of reading it. Uh, just go. Ross is an example of somebody who is putting what they know out there in the marketplace. Amazon is the third biggest search engine. We're going to get into why he wrote the book and some strategies, like kind of like a little sneak peek of a Patreon session. <clears throat> but we also wanted to talk about Ross's uh, his career, his background, how he got started in clinical research, and then why patient recruitment, why Facebook. And why now? Why do this now? So a lot of whys, Ross. But before we get into all that, thank you for coming on. Uh, thank you for having me. It's it's great. Thank you. And what? So who are you, Ross? Like, how did you? What's your background? And how did you stumble into clinical research? Yeah, well, I've, I've been doing um, digital marketing since the late nineties, actually. Uh, and I was I started off doing search engine optimization, things like that. Uh, I. When pay-per-click advertising came out, I switched to focus on that because I realized it was 
probably the most controllable and effective form of advertising yet devised, I would say. Okay. Uh, that was mostly Google I was working with. Well, originally Overture, but that was many years ago, then Google. Um, and then Facebook advertising came onto my radar seven or eight years ago. And I thought, wow, this is better than Google. So I started to work on that. I was doing mostly um, direct response lead generation. So lead generation for a variety of different companies. Um, and about five or six years ago, I think it was six years ago, an advertising agency approached me to do a lead generation job for a clinical trial. And I thought, okay, I've never done that before. I'll get involved in it and work on it. And I, I, I just thought, wow, this is a perfect, perfect synergy of my talents with the lead generation and what is required. Um, patient recruitment just appears to be a never-ending problem. It never seems to go away. It always seems to be yeah. the biggest problem in the industry. So I thought, well, well this, I'll, I'll focus on that. And probably 90%, even more than 90% now of what I do uh, is patient recruitment uh, through Facebook. Well, it's not only Facebook ads, but it's primarily Facebook ads, yeah. So you, you work for an agency or it's your own agency? What is that? It, I, I do it for me, but often... Uh, I'm usually people will come and approach me or I'll do it I'll either do it direct to the client whoever they may be or an advertising agency will say we need some help in this area okay okay so you're doing it for yourself uh, as far as the ads yeah. running the ads and all that yes. and you've been doing it for the last five years patient recruitment yeah primarily patient recruitment for five years yeah and who's who've been your clients is it usually the sponsors uh, or has it started becoming the sites uh, it's a mix of, of the, um, it's actually primarily been the CROs, actually. Um, CROs, okay. Over there, yeah, are they all UK-based or are they worldwide? Uh, no, worldwide. Worldwide. But I, I, I have worked with all. I've worked with sponsors, CROs, and sites. Uh, and I'd say mostly the CROs, usually, because what they have in their head is that Facebook ads is a great way to rescue a trial. Uh, so if they need to get, you know, two weeks' worth of quick lead generation that's where that comes in. And is that true or false that it's Facebook ads is a good way to rescue a study it's, needing patients? It's very true, uh, but it's not my ideal scenario. I recommend people do it all the time because, um, well, for me, face, Facebook has worked better than anything else I've worked on in terms of uh, recruiting patients. Uh, but certainly, if you've got two weeks to go and you need to recruit a, a large number of patients, Facebook is a good way to do it, yeah. Okay, interesting. And then what have been some of the main challenges in running Facebook ads? Maybe we can get really technical here for a second for the people that want to learn more. First of all, you want to learn more about this? I mean, anyone wanting to get into the industry? I just had an interview yesterday with uh, Simone uh, Tomlinson. She's, uh, she's this coordinator, study coordinator from Columbus, Ohio. We'll be releasing that video soon, but everyone on Instagram Live gets to see it right at, like it live, right? Just like this one. Uh, she started out interning at the site level, and she started. Her pitch was, "I'm going to help you recruit patients." You know, so can you imagine if you complemented that pitch, which everybody, by the way, anybody can do patient recruitment, okay? With Ross's book and Ross's strategies on Facebook using Facebook ads for clinical research, like for patient recruitment. I mean, literally the name of the book is patient recruitment for clinical trials using Facebook ads. Like you couldn't get more literal 
of a title. Mm -hmm. Like this is exactly, and that was strategic, Ross. I know it yeah. was for what you want to do. So imagine spending three bucks, three ninety nine, complimenting what you know, what you think you know about recruiting patients with Ross's strategies. Now you have a blueprint. Most sites have no clue, Ross, no clue how to even set up a Facebook ad. And so I want to talk to you about a little bit of that. But what have been some of the pain points you've seen, like if we can get really technical with running a Facebook ad? And I guess, let's say for everybody, but, you know, maybe for the CROs or the sites. Yeah, I, the, this, well, there's, there's quite a few problematic issues in, in the technicalities. Um, one of the ones is dealing with, if it's a large organization like a sponsor or a CRO, they usually have an IT department who does all sorts of things like Facebook ads access, uh, pixel integration on the site. If you're dealing with a site directly, you can usually get that done quicker. Um, so I usually quite enjoy that with a site because I can just talk them through it. But those are the two the two key problems in the first instance are getting the actual ad account access, getting it set up correctly. The second one is getting the pixel set up correctly to track the leads. The pixel is what Facebook uses to uh, track registrations for trials. Oh, well, all sorts of things. But that's, in our case, that's what it's doing. How complicated is it to set up this pixel? And does it work with any kind of website you have? Like, let's say we use Squarespace for our mm -hmm. sites and uh, most of our sites in our site network use Squarespace because it has good blogging and podcasting capabilities. Uh, how simple is it? Is it simple as just copying and pasting a code into the page header or is it more complex than that? It is that simple, uh, and people try and make it more complicated, but it, it should be that simple. Um, there are The other thing that Facebook, the Facebook Pixel has is different types of codes depending on what you want to track. So if you just want the base, base Pixel code, it is very simple. You can just drop it into WordPress, Squarespace, Squarespace whatever, and it will be in uh, on your site where it needs to be. If you want to go a bit more technical and this is a fight I always have with web developers. Uh, the best method of tracking a lead or a registration to a trial is to have a success page. So a thank you page for thank you for filling in our form. And if the pixel's on that, it's very easy to then track that back to the advert that sent the person to your website. Developers often say, you don't need the thank you page. We'll just say, we'll just have this little thing that pops up says thank you for submitting the form on the same page. And it's always more complex with the pixel to use that method, uh, which I've always found doesn't in fact work that well. So I always recommend have a separate success page, mm. put the pixel on that, then you can do, do it from start to finish. And this is all covered in the book? In your, in your uh, it is actually, yeah, that, that, that's, wow. it mentions that. So someone could yeah. literally know very little about Facebook other than having their own profile, read your book, and figure out how to run a basic Facebook ad campaign for a clinical research site. And that's, that's what I've tried to do, actually. I mean, I've, I've put links to it. I've not gone into super technical detail about setting up a Facebook ads account, etc., because Facebook does that quite well itself. So I've provided links to here's where you'll find what you need to do. I'm focusing on what you need to do specifically to recruit patients for trials. And so, yes, someone could read part one of the book is based on that. We, I go through uh, setting up a dummy campaign for a psoriasis trial uh, and people could follow the steps in that and at the end of it have a working trial, a working uh, campaign. Somebody's asking what is the name of the book. So the exact name of the book 
is patient recruitment for clinical trials using Facebook ads by Ross Jackson, one of our very own Patreon members. All right. This is what happens. Did you have this idea before the Patreon? I, I did have the idea of writing the book, but certainly being in the Patreon spurred me to do it. Yeah. That's good. That's what we're trying to do, guys. Create change in the industry and life sciences uh, through using digital marketing. So what are some of the biggest, like, I guess from your experiences, what are some of the rookie mistakes that sites make or CROs make or sponsors make when they try to run their own Facebook campaigns? Is it not putting, not having a pixel or like, what are some of the, what are some of the rookie mistakes? Uh, there's, there's, I suppose there's two big mistakes that spring to mind. One is not giving it enough time. Um, people, because you can control it so easily, people set up their ads and then they look at it an hour later and they think, oh, nothing's happened. Uh, you've got to give it enough time. I would say you've got to give it a few days in reality because the way Facebook works is it works better the more data it has. So it's running longer. Uh, it's then targeting the right people. You tell Facebook, I want people to sign up for my trial. The Facebook pixel recognizes, right, people who've signed up for the trial are people who match these type of data points, which will be demographics, uh, activity, behavior on, online. So then show your ads to as many people like that as it can, which means the results get better and better over time. What the One of the big mistakes that people have is they think after, they look at it after two days, and they think, oh, this particular ad set um, isn't working that well, I'll turn it off. Where actually, had they left it another day or two, it may have come good. And in fact, it usually would get to work better. So that's one of the big mistakes, not leaving it long enough. Another one is in when, when people talk about targeting, Facebook targeting is one of their killer apps that, that made them really, you know, uh, Google had to up its game to get as good as Facebook when it brought in this. So it's interest targeting. So based on behaviors of people online, uh, people look at this and they think, right, with clinical trials, it's difficult to find an exact match for an interest. There are some things like Alzheimer's is there. You can get psoriasis association, things like that. But it's difficult to be exact. So people think, well, I can't find that match. It, I can't. There's nothing I can target. So I can't actually target people properly. What they're forgetting is that targeting isn't just about the people you target it's about the words you use so i mentioned this in the book it's about there's a big recognition factor with facebook so when it's like reading a newspaper or a magazine if people still do that so if you see an advert in there that's talking about something you're interested in you'll read it the same with facebook you're scrolling through your facebook feed and it's something says psoriasis in the headline you think hang on i've got psoriasis let me have a look at that so it's that's a, the an element of targeting in the actual ad copy that you're using can work as well. If you can't target someone through their interests, you can target them through the message you put to them. I see. So yeah, because I've run my own campaigns in the past for Facebook and then we've used um, agencies, like small agencies to help out and I'm sure they do a much better job than we do. But I think for the sites, like I think it, it makes sense for you to run your own ad, like to learn how to run your own ads. You want to outsource as well, but the reason you want to run your own ads is because when usually, and I don't know how you work, Ross, but usually when you use an agency, they'll create their own landing page. So then they essentially own 
the data that comes through because it's their properties you know it's their website their landing page whereas when you're a site you create your own ad campaign you know you can do it all on your website right am i right with this yeah no and that's the that's actually the way i prefer to work if i'm working with the sites i prefer to get them to uh, have their own data really I, I don't want to build up data for myself um, agencies often do and some of the patient recruitment firms are thinking right they'll have this database they can use in the future right for any future trials where people didn't fit the criteria right. but i think it, it works better for at a site level if you've got your own uh, landing page your own website talking about the trial even better if it's specific if, if you could build a specific micro site about that trial uh, with all the data, all the information about the trial you're running, send people to that site, have a Facebook page that's specifically about that particular trial uh, that matches up with the ads. That, that's that's perfect. I mean, if, if sites are wanting to do that, uh, that's great. So they can set up their own ads, set up their own ad account, manage all everything that happens um, following the process in the book or whatever, whatever process they want to follow. And they've got it all and it, it should work well for them, yeah. So you literally like mapped it out for the sites. <clears throat> As we wrap up, Ross, I mean, first of all, it's a quick read, the book. It's what, like 100 pages? 130 or so? pages. Yeah, 130 pages, yeah. Quick read, lots of charts, right? Lots of images. Uh, so, I mean, you literally can read this like in a day or two. Uh, I have not read through it yet, but I've, uh, I've browsed it. And, uh, I mean, you know, for the value add that you're giving for three ninety nine, uh, and by the way, we're talking strategies of: Are you releasing it for free yet anywhere on your website, or you haven't set that up? Yet? Yeah, I have. I've actually I've given it away for free, a PDF version um, through um, LinkedIn. So anyone approaches wow. me on LinkedIn, I'll say I've sent it back. I've sent it to a few people. I'm going to put it on the uh, on the website where people can download it for okay. free as well. Um, I find myself I've done this a lot where. I've downloaded. That's why I thought it would work better as an actual book, a physical book, Kindle and paperback. I've downloaded hundreds of PDFs over the years, e-books, and unless I print them out, I don't actually get around to reading them. Yeah. And I don't print out that many of them. So, right. so I felt some people will want the free PDF. Fine, they can have it. Uh, you're more likely to read it, I think, if you've got it in a Kindle paperback format. Yeah, I think the free PDF. That's smart, Ross. I love that. So we're gonna have the link to Ross's LinkedIn underneath the video and uh, in the show notes in the podcast, uh, his LinkedIn profile. I'll also have the link to the Amazon store where you can buy the book. I think a lot of people are going to see the PDF. Those that are interested are going to want the paperback or the Kindle uh, because it's, it's, I mean, it's not expensive. We're not talking 70 bucks, you know, like some of these books. Yeah. We're talking three ninety nine, seven ninety nine. Okay, so that's a good price point, Ross. Um, as we wrap up, what are your thoughts on Instagram ads? Because, you know, Facebook owns Instagram. Mm -hmm. And I've found for my academies more success. Uh, it's more from a branding perspective, but even like direct clicks to the website. Cheaper and I guess more effective from Instagram. What, what's going on? What am I doing wrong on Facebook? Same ad. Hey. It's interesting. Well, inst Instagram ads um, tend to be slightly cheaper as well. The For your own branding, that's interesting that you are getting more from Instagram with Facebook. I'd have to look at what the settings were there to see how that why that was working. Maybe who you're targeting even. But the what's tended to happen, I've spoken with people at Facebook about this, 
Instagram is much more now about lifestyle. So the pictures you see on Instagram, it's people, it's, you know, Kardashians, etc. It's that lifestyle type of image that people want to portray. So it's actually difficult to uh, for your message to get through against that. The sort of images you can use for clinical trials are not going to compete with somebody leaning against the Ferrari. So people are just not going to see. I've not found Instagram work as well. I, in fact, I did probably three years ago. Instagram was working very well for clinical trial recruitment. Uh, it stopped working as well maybe two years ago. And then for the last 18 months, uh, I'll just do a, a, a sort of small amount of Instagram ads. It's, Facebook is much better and, and converts much better. Yeah, I agree. For the patient recruitment, I agree. For my own academies, you know, I see that Instagram works better. So it's kind of, uh, uh, you know, I had to get familiar with both uh, Facebook and Instagram. Uh, but these tools, these platforms are always evolving, always changing. Yeah. There's TikTok now. Who knows if it's going to be banned? It looks like it's not going to be banned. You know, Snapchat a few years ago, you can geofence like really local. I mean, you can own like a filter. There's always going to be creative ways to recruit. But if you're someone trying to get into the industry, I mean, look what Ross did. Ross got into the industry by accident because he was good at running ads online. And pharma company reached out and said, hey, Ross, we need your help with... Uh, patient recruitment so this just goes to show you guys out there listening and watching if you're trying to get into the industry patient recruitment's the way to go like Ross had no I mean he didn't care about clinical research like six years ago right like you didn't really even Not you weren't really, even no. aware of what it was really right not that much no I'd, I'd sort of heard of it but I wasn't wasn't involved or interested particularly no and you know what the what the funny thing is? I mean, you're doing well in your business. The book is going to help you do even better. But if you ever wanted to actually get into clinical research like as a career, the fact that you are a specialist in this space would open so many doors for you. So that's more like becoming a generalist here. You know, like yeah. the next step really is like, and you're already doing a consultant, and then you can easily get into general marketing for sponsors or sites and then from there i mean once you're in you're in ross like once you're in the industry you can do anything almost anything you want if you work towards it that's that's the cool thing about this industry that i really like is like it's tough to get in but once you're in literally sky's the limit depends on what your skill sets are and what your ambitions are and where you're trying to go patient recruitment is the gateway for that everyone Everyone, whether you're in the industry or trying to get in the industry, needs to read Ross's book. No questions about it. You know, you gotta go get it. He's giving it to you for free on LinkedIn, okay? But if you have three ninety nine, three dollars and ninety nine cents, what do they call it in uh, the UK? Quid, three ninety nine. <laughs> yes, quid? four quid. Four, four, four quid, guys. <laughs> right? You go get it, or you get it for zero quid for free on yeah. his LinkedIn. Okay, and just a virtual hang handshake with a Ross. So thank you, Ross, very much. Anything you want to uh, advice you want to give to Guru Nation? Uh, the title again, people are asking, is patient recruitment for clinical trials using Facebook ads. Anything you want to add, Ross, that we didn't cover? 
Uh, well, I, I would just say it's um, if if people are looking to recruit patients for trials at the site level or any. Um, I've worked on campaigns where they've had press advertising and other things going on. I've found that Facebook ads is by far the most effective. Um, so it is, it is, YouTube ads can work as well. I know there are ads as well. Snapchat can work for a younger audience, that sort of thing. But um, in fact, probably my next book might be about YouTube ads. But, the, um, but Facebook ads is where I would certainly look at it. Uh, it's very cost effective. Yeah. Not, not fantastically easy to set up, but it's, it's easy enough. You know, there are some, the tools are changing constantly. I mean, obviously TV, radio, there's people that we've interviewed that specialize in those. Those work too, daytime TV. Um, you know what's intriguing? And I've interviewed someone like three years ago. I was very early on this. Unfortunately, didn't do anything with it. But uh, to recruit adolescents or a younger demo, right? Because there's a lot of adolescent studies, especially ADHD and things like that. Mm-hmm. Twitch. So these kids are on watching people play video games all day. You can get in front of one of these influencers who has a big channel and sponsor them. And, you know, these are their kids themselves. So you can, like, give them a couple quid and they're happy talking about your, you know, your your study. Now, of course, if if it's adolescent, you got to get parent approval and all that. But the first step, I mean, if you want the attention of the actual adolescents that may qualify for your study twitch is a way to go so this thing never ends ross you'll mm-hmm. be in business forever because this stuff mm-hmm. is constantly changing what's the person's name on linkedin ross jackson so thank hey, you. My, it's my linkedin profile is actually ross jackson marketing is my profile ross jackson marketing i'm gonna put the link in the show note to his linkedin you can get it for for free or on uh, amazon i'll have the link as well I'm going to end the live stream now. Thank you guys very much. I'll do another live stream in a half an hour, a monthly Guru Nation virtual meetup. Thank you. And uh, Ross, thank you very much for coming on. I do want to do, if you have five minutes, we're going to stop this recording and do like a five-minute interview for the Patreon channel if you have time. Sure. Okay, so thank you very much, Ross. Thank you, Guru Nation, for watching, listening, and we'll catch you all later. Bye-bye. So, hey, everybody. Thank you very much for listening to another episode of Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. Again, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Make sure you leave a review if you could be so kind, please. Uh, And also go to theclinicaltrialsguru.com if you're interested in learning more about who I am, who some of my guests are. Uh, You can have access to some of my YouTube videos. Uh, I do a lot of videos about clinical research. So go to theclinicaltrialsguru.com and you can also call or text me anytime, 949-415-6256. Also follow me on any social media platform. It's Dan Svera. And you can also email me if you'd like, dan at theclinicaltrialsguru.com. Thank you very much.